Is there any, anybody here who's perfect? Please raise your hand. I'd like to share your testimony with us. Perfect people, please raise your hand. No perfect people. <laughs> That's funny. So many people pretend they're that way. We sometimes give the impression that we're that way. But the reality is, we ain't. We're flesh and blood. We've all got giants in our life. Some are obvious. Some are invisible. But we've all got them. Paul, the apostle, considered probably one of the greatest Christians who ever lived. I don't think he'd say that. But uh, he wrote these words in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, I beg you, therefore, brethren, talking to Christians, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. There's something going on in this that's fighting against God. This flesh, it doesn't want to give in to God. It wants to fight. It wants to do what every unbeliever has ever wanted to do, and that's push a fist in God's face and say, get out of my life. I'll have nothing to do with you. But he goes on to say this, be not conformed to this world. Be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. It all starts out here before it ever gets here. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is not just a teaching in the Bible. This is a teaching in the Bible that's supposed to have legs. This is a teaching in the Bible which is supposed to net itself in action on your part and my part. This is supposed to get us to the place where what we've just read we put into practice. Because unless it has legs, unless it's changing the way we think and how we see our life, John 13 John writes, happy are ye if you do these things. It's not just, just sitting there. These words are not just printed on the page and they're meant to just stay there. They're meant to be turned into action on our part. Because when we do, we're going to be in God's will. And when we're in God's will, there's no happier place than that. Amen? You want to find happiness and peace in your life? Follow God's will. Follow God's plan for your life. Seek it out. James writes, but be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. Because when you're that way, you're deceiving yourself. And there's nothing worse than lying to yourself. Paul got to the place where he could stop lying to himself and admit that he was a sinner. That he was chief among the sinners, he said. That he had a life that was he was a state-sponsored terrorist. He had but one objective, and that was to kill as many Christians as he possibly could, burn down as many of the houses as he possibly could, keep that little thing that was beginning to grow called Christianity and put it in a bottle and throw it into the ocean. That was his goal, that was his objective, and he wasn't nice about how he did it. He would stone people, he'd burn people at the stake, How did that man of hate and anger, a disposition that he could watch people being stoned and not think twice about it, how could that person turn into the person who said, love one another, 
who wrote 1 Corinthians 13, as we know, the love chapter. How could that person turn out to be that person? And the answer is, by the transforming power of Jesus Christ, you heard it in their lives today. Heard it in Paul's life 2,000 years ago. And now the question comes, what have I done with my life? Where am I? You say, but Pastor, as somebody pointed out, I think it was Rob, we don't have the same issues you, don't, you have. May be true, may not be true. Who knows? Once you leave this place, actually, we may all be wearing masks. And we're not seeing the real person. But everybody in the room has got something, some giant in your life that needs to be changed, that needs to be transformed. Maybe it's the, gi the giant of anger. Maybe it's the, di the giant of despair that nothing ever looks right in your eyes. Maybe you're fighting against anxiety and stress and fear. Maybe your whole mind is consumed with this thing, whatever this thing is that you can't seem to get away from. Give it to the Lord. Be transformed, the Bible says. Go from fear to trust. Go from anxiety to pushing worry away. Be concerned about things, sure. But be realistic. You serve a mighty God, and with God, nothing is impossible. It just feels like it's impossible. But the reality is I could get any no I could just point to any number of you and ask you to give your testimony about something that was impossible in your life that God did. We're all living testimonies of what God's done. God wants to achieve and accomplish a change in your life. That's his desire. Change my heart, old God. He wants to do that. But our part is to turn ourselves over to him and submit to him. Submit to his plan for our life. Now, as you heard, this is not a one-off, that you ask God to change your life, and all of a sudden, pfft, you're magically changed. It is a process. It is a lifelong process. It's an uphill battle, but you're not alone. The best thing about our faith in Jesus Christ, somebody said, he made a promise. He's not a God who lies. He's a God who keeps his promises. And his promises are that no matter what it is that you are going through, you do not have to go through it alone. B.C., before Christ, when you had problems, you went through those problems all by yourself, working on your own strength, working on your own every day and every way. I'm getting better and better and better. Didn't work. Let Jesus do the work. Your part is to believe. Your part is to trust. Your part is to let go and let Jesus do what his part is. Now I say, Pastor, but I just don't have the strength to hang on anymore. Maybe you don't have the strength, but Jesus has the strength to hang on to you. He ain't going to let go of you. You may let go of him, but he's not going to let go of you. Why? How do I know? I've had it in my own life. And I believe his promise. I'm just trusting him. And that's the best way to live. I'm not trusting in nothing. I'm trusting in someone. And he's never been proven to be a liar. He hung on that cross sinless.
Philippians 1.6, a very important verse to have in your thinking. Being confident of this very thing. Confident. That means there's an assurance. That means that this confidence can push out doubt. That means this confidence can overcome your anxiety and overpower your worry and give you a strength you didn't have before. Philippians 1.6, being confident of this very thing that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He's still working on you. He's still forming you and making you and transforming you. He's got a lifetime to work with you. The promise that you've got from him is he's not going to stop working. The process is going to go on. Don't quit. Don't let go. Don't give up. Hang on to him, and when you can't hang on to him anymore, he'll hang on to you. And that's a promise made and a promise kept. Let's pray. So, Father, we pray your blessing upon us today. Thank you for the things that we've heard. Thank you that what the one in whom we have faith is absolutely trustworthy. How do we know? Well, the Bible tells us so. How do we know? Because we've proven it over and over again in our life. God is faithful. You are faithful. We, you're the God who can't lie. You're the God who makes promises and keeps his promises. Thank you. Thank you for being that God. Pray a blessing upon and anoint upon everyone here in Jesus' name.